Yapa. 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 This is Yapa, hosted by Vivian Gabor. Hey everyone, welcome to Yeah But the Podcast. My name is Vivian Gabor, and with me today is the amazing Stella Sensel. Is that how you say your name? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, part of the cast of Face Off Season 7, but also an incredible special effects makeup artist for film. And I read on your website and on IMDb that you also are, that you love doing Halloween stuff and do. Yes. That kind of makeup as yes. well. I've been doing Halloween for many, many years. And I thought last year that I could get away with not doing it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to take Halloween <laughs> off. And I got so many requests. I was like, there's no way I can take Halloween off. There's just no way. Yeah. It, we tried to we tried to take breaks and it never. I mean, yeah. And it, <laughs> it worked out for the best that I didn't take a break from Halloween last year because I got some amazing clients come through mm-hmm. at the last minute. And I was like. What was I thinking? What kind of clients am I allowed to ask? Oh, no, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> well, Mark Jacobs oh, was wow. a client of mine last year. Yes. That's yes. amazing. And it was an incredible experience. Like him himself? Mm-hmm. Wow. I made him and his a new husband, Charlie, um, into older versions of themselves. That's so much fun. For Bette Midler's Halloween party. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just all the names, all at yeah. once. Yeah, and then he, and then they took me with them, and I was oh like, oh my goodness, incredible. God, yeah, yeah. that is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess to start out, um, for people who are listening who don't necessarily know who you are and know your body of work, mm-hmm. um, why don't you um, give us just a little bit of an idea of like why you started, how you started, um where that passion kind of comes from. Sure. I mean, I've always been an artist of some sort Mm -hmm. in whatever medium. Um, And I think I started playing with makeup when I was in high school. And we had a, I went to a performing arts high school. So we had, um, I don't know, a couple weeks where we went over stage makeup. And I was also taking a painting class at the time. So it was... um, I don't know, a lot of things just clicked for me mm-hmm. in, in those moments of, you know, learning about highlight and shadows mm-hmm. and um, defining forms. So, but I never thought that I could make a career out of being a makeup artist. Like, that was never a thing that I thought was possible or yeah. new. Like, it just didn't occur to me yeah. at the time. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> so, you know, and I was, like, very much being pushed. Like, you have to go to college, you have to go to college. And I was just mm-hmm. like okay, well, if I have to, then I'm going <laughs> to be ridiculous about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, I want to go to NYU, and I'm going to major in drama, and that's it. That's, that's my amazing. only choice. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, so when I was there, I was, like, in the, I was in the costume department all the time, mm-hmm. like, in the costume shop, um, and then people were asking me to, like, to do their productions, like to do the costume and wardrobe for their productions. And then on occasion, they would be mm-hmm. like, can you do the makeup? Like, we've got some special effects makeup that needs to happen. I'd be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. all about that. 
and I was terrible at it at the time. Like I was mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. <laughs> the makeup was not good. <laughs> I would never show anyone photographs of it. Um, but like, I started doing it then. And then they would ask me to like, I think I made like these giant horse heads for a production of Equus. And this is yes. the first time I'd ever done anything like oh, that. That's one of my favorite And I shows. loved them. They were like, am- they were amazing. I was proud of yeah. these horse heads and I don't have a single photograph. Oh no. I don't have, I know I've, I've tried to hunt them down and be like, do you guys, is it, this is yeah. like before the age of cell phones. Like I'm an old lady. Okay. Did you anyone have a photographer around? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, did you take a real picture? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, no one has any photographs. Mm. It sucks. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so I did that all in college, and then when I left college, I got a job at a at a costume shop. And I, I worked there, not just like selling costumes mm-hmm. or whatever, but I like worked there. I worked with their corporate office. Um, I started doing product development for Halloween. And it wow. just got more and more boring. And like <laughs> the more corporate it got, the like the more I felt like my soul was dying. Yeah. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to stop doing this. What what should I do with my life? Yeah. Like, this has to stop because I'm miserable. Yeah. So I was just like, I quit my job and I enrolled in like a six month program at okay. at makeup designery. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, just like totally wow. upended my life. Like, I was making good money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. It hurts my soul. <laughs> and yeah. And then that's kind of how I got started in it. That's amazing. Yeah. I resonate with many parts of that story i recently just two months ago quit my day job because i've been in retail for 13 years oh, it's terrible. and it just i was getting tired of dealing with the same stereotypes every day and the same yeah. like types of people that would oh, come in and terrible. just treat you terribly and it's just like you know what i'm gonna work for myself yeah and do what i love to do and yeah. similarly in college i started out as a theater major mm-hmm. um switched to a voice major but i was always in the costume shop I took a a stage makeup and costume construction class. You just end up hanging out there so much and they're the coolest people. And it's so much fun to just be in that room with all the fabric and all the makeup on different walls and just like playing with things, trying things out. And all of a sudden you just are there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, it was some of the best times of my life were working in that costume shop. Oh yeah. I loved it. Um, what, what, um, was the, product development you talked about that what was that about so i was i worked for ruby's costume company for a while and they product development is just like here's a new item we want to put in our catalog so now we're going to source who's going to make it and how much they're going to charge us to make it and all the photography that goes with it and the packaging that goes with it it is like it's yeah that doesn't sound fun It it does sound it sounds useful like someone who's going to business for themselves eventually to like be able to have those skills to find those people later in life yeah uh, but actually doing it at a corporate level does not sound oh no it's, it's not <laughs> fun at all joy because, inducing because it's also not only that like okay i love you rubies if you're listening but like <laughs> they I, I wanted to do original stuff Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make original products, new ideas. Yeah. And they just wanted to copy what other people did. Yeah. And I was not okay with that. I was like, I don't really want to copy what other people yeah. did. That's Especially not fun. in that industry, you're looking for trends and you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Like and you I was can like, tell. And every I was year. like, I know what's trending in Halloween because I do Halloween makeup. Yeah. Guys. Like, I know what people are asking me for. 
and they'd be like, we're going to copy this. And I was like, that's so last year. Yeah. Okay, copy it. You know, <laughs> the thing is, is that like the people in the Midwest are not the same as mm-hmm. the people on the East Coast or the West Coast. Yeah. Like, you know, fashion trends start, start on, on the, the coast, coast yeah. and then move towards the center of the country. And it takes many years sometimes mm-hmm. for things to move to, to the center of the country or for stuff to catch on. So I understand. Yeah. But so did you did you grow up in New York or are you from no, the Midwest? I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes, Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> so I very am from the Midwest, um, but I love I love New York. I won't go back. Sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Seattle, but my mom grew up in Michigan. Oh. So every once in a while, I'll say a word, and people are like, "Are you are you from the Midwest somewhere?" I'm like, "No, that's my mom. Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Just those. Those hard A's come out every once Definitely in a while. Definitely understand. Yeah, when I'm with my family, oh my gosh, I something happens inside me and I just start speaking different. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, so you came to New York in, for college. Mm-hmm. And then did you stay in New York after college? I did. Or, okay. Yeah, there was, no, I, there was no going home. No going back. Mm-mm. I tried to stay out here even in the summers. My mom would be like, okay, you're coming home. And I'd be like, do I have to? <laughs> Can't I just, Can I just stay find out here? an apartment? I'm good. Yeah. And then special effects makeup wise, mm-hmm. when did you get started in that? Is so d- did it go directly into special effects? Yeah. Or so that's wow. the reason I took that six month program. Okay. Is that, so here, like special effects makeup artists, there's two different kinds, basically. Mm-hmm. There's the self-taught and it takes years, Oh yeah. years and years and years of learning just by doing and screwing mm-hmm. up and doing it again and screw. So I was like, I don't have this time. Like I lost all of this time messing around doing Halloween crap for a Halloween company, making someone else money. So I don't have the time anymore. I need to learn the basic skills Mm -hmm. without the trial and error. Just somebody teach me. So that's why I went to the school Mm -hmm. in the six month program because I was like, give me basics. Yeah. I'll figure everything else out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that you you really see on the show is those places where, whether someone's self-taught or not, that mm-hmm. time after school when you you start seeing their personalities in terms of how they apply makeup and the the techniques that are used. Yeah. Um, what what styles of special effects makeup do you find yourself drawn to? Like, do you do, like to do big? Well, the stuff that I'm drawn to is not the stuff that I get hired for uh, on the regular. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I get hired to do a lot of old age makeup, which is great. Yeah. Like, I love doing I love realism and mm. making things look like completely believable to the eye. Yeah. So when I get the chance to do that, I'm ecstatic. I don't get to do special effects makeup all the time. Like I just yeah. spent the entire summer working on um, West Side Story this new Steven Spielberg movie is coming oh, out yeah, next year. Oh, yeah, I that's happening. Yeah, I, and oh, it amazing. was all just mostly, like, 1950s styles mm-hmm. makeup for the ladies and, like, and the men just male grooming in that yeah. time period, but there was very little special effects. Yeah. Um, I think, like, on the Jets and the Sharks, like, they, they got into a fight, they got a little bloody, and yeah. they got, you know, the, a little dirty, but, mm-hmm. like, not it's really like basic effects. Yeah. It's not like anything big, but so it's really a treat when I get to do something big and yeah. exciting. Like, and even if it's just old age, that's fine. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I have my preference, like, what kind of stuff would I like to do all the time? Yeah. 
I really liked the fantasy and makeup and like like fantasy characters, mm-hmm. sci-fi characters, things like that. And things that are outside of this realm of reality. Yeah. Um, that's that's the stuff I really enjoy doing, but I, you don't get a lot of opportunity. I'll tell you. Really? No. Because I also like to get paid to work. <laughs> the so, the like, eternal problem with being an artist. <laughs> <laughs> there's tons of opportunity to do that for free. Yeah. Which is, for a passion project, I'm all about it. But, yeah. like, um, no, I, I like to get paid. <laughs> all those projects where people are like, well, you could get some exposure for it. Yeah, but. like, if I had any free time <laughs> on my hands. Yeah. Which I don't. I don't. I own a business. And and I I freelance in film and television, so mm-hmm. it's just like I don't have time. Yeah. What's your business? So I own a pack and chip store. Oh wow. Yeah. And I'm. Come on, day job. It's not really. It's not even a day job. It's just like I, I have employees. They run the place, but I'm always. Yeah. Talking to them and doing stuff over <laughs> there, and like. And I, I have a great deal of guilt if I don't check in or I don't do anything. So I'm, yeah. I'm there when I'm not doing other stuff. I'm there. That's fair. And I think I think that's a, a common thing among people in artistic trades is we tend to have the actual job and then we do what we want to do on the side because mm-hmm. it's very hard to yeah. maintain any kind of finance. Oh, I don't make <laughs> any money from this store <laughs> at all. <laughs> There is no money in it for me, but I am providing like job opportunities for yeah. other people, so that's great. And I need the store because I need them to be able to receive my things. I get a lot of things shipped, <laughs> and there's no other place like that around here. And yeah. That's really why, like, why I opened it is because I was like, that's I need, brilliant. I need to not be a prisoner in my home waiting for packages to arrive. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, I would never think to to help myself in that way. I mean, it was a huge undertaking. I had to put my career on hold to, like, get it started. Yeah. But now it's, like, it's up, it's running. It's pain in my butt, but I'm still doing it. Whatever. Yeah. So when did you start doing film makeup? I mean, f- from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. There's, you know, there's on-ending student films mm-hmm. and indie films. Um, so I started, like, I was still in school doing a, a you know, some, I think it was a school film. Okay. A short film project. Um, I do get hit up for, for school projects a lot these days, but because now I'm in the union, I don't tend to want to take non-union work. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I'll, I do, I do, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the price is right and you're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's the, could you kind of talk us through like a typical, makeup artist day on a film set kind of a thing because I feel like we get a lot of the actors side of things sure. but we rarely get to hear well you've heard the, the phrase side. hurry up and wait yeah yeah so we have pre-calls usually before the rest of the crew gets in for hair and makeup so we'll get in and it depends it depends on when the crew call is say if the crew call is 8 a.m our call might be 6 a.m mm-hmm the crew call is 6 a.m. Our call might be 4 a.m. Yeah. So we're always there before everyone else. Um, and then we hurry up and get everyone's makeup done. And then we wait. Because <laughs> now we have to wait for crew to yeah. do what they need to do. Like get the lights set, get the yeah. camera set, 
and all the actors do your rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after they've been sitting around in their hair and makeup for a few hours. They need touch-ups. Then they're like, then they call, you know, last looks. And we go and we step in and we make sure yeah. they still look okay. And normally, you know, there's some touch-ups to, do, to be had by them. They've yeah. been eating. They've been drinking. They've, their skin produces oil. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then from there it's basically just maintaining what you've done mm-hmm. throughout the day. And my favorite is, like, especially if it's effects makeup, they do all the wide shots in the beginning and then, like, 12 <laughs> hours in to the actor sitting in their effects makeup, they're finally like, okay, let's do close-ups. And you're like... No, no, don't do that. And you're like, wow. Wow, they've been sitting in this for a long time. <laughs> it doesn't look as pretty as it did when we first did the makeup. Just points to directors not knowing how makeup sits on skin. Well, I mean, but that's how filmmaking goes. They always want to get, you know, their wide shots first, and then they want to do the, the, the close-ups and the inserts and the over the... Sh- but um i mean i sometimes i'll let them know like listen mm-hmm. it would be worthwhile to try to get these close-ups done sooner rather than later yeah but like on on big projects like west side story i have no say like yeah. i'm not the makeup department head i'm not yeah. anybody i'm just there i do what they tell me <laughs> can't walk up to mr spielberg nope, excuse I me i didn't <laughs> speak to him once <laughs> we had zero conversations uh, Mr. Spielberg and I've ha- and his his AD told me to get off set. I don't know how many times. Oh, no. like, get off! Get off! Get out of here! <laughs> oh, as I'm touching people, yeah, up, you know, yeah, doing your job. No, it's okay. He, it's you know, he's doing his job, which is hurry up and do yeah, what yeah. you do so that we can hurry up and do what we yep. need to do. But still, man, <laughs> like, yeah. when you when you're heard, get out. You're like, ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm as fast as I possibly can be. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, hurry up and wait is like it is the cliche, but it is so true. Yeah, I've never I've never done film. I've done a lot of stage, but I've never done any film, so it's a completely foreign concept to me. Yeah, I mean, you would you might get really bored. Like a lot of people just get really bored just sitting around and yeah. waiting. But they're but they're really long days too. Like you yeah. don't get to just do eight hours and go. It's it's that's lucky. That is pure luck. Oof. You know, 12 to 14 is normal. Oh, my God. Sometimes 18 hours. But, that you know, that's what's good about being in a union mm-hmm. <laughs> is that we have protection. So if you really want me to be on set that long, you're probably paying me double time by then. Yeah, and giving you a good amount of breaks and letting you eat. And well, yeah. So <laughs> every six hours without a meal, there's meal penalties. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that these are all things, you know, my union fights really hard for these things. Yeah. But it, they're they're key. They're essential. Like mm-hmm. if that because if we if we don't have these things protecting us, they'll treat us like garbage. Yeah. What is it like getting they'll into treat a, union? They'll treat us like non-union background people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the that's really, truly I feel bad for them. Yeah. But like. They, get, they don't get paid anything. They have, they eat less. Putting in the time to get to they the get point the where they can be They get the second-rate crafty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're definitely paying their dues. Yeah. How long does it take to get into the into that union? In my union? Yeah. Um, well, you have to you have to have a certain amount of days worked that you can okay. prove. Um, I th- you know, 
uh, pay stubs, call sheets, things like that. Mm -hmm. And you have three years to get those amount of days done, and then you submit an application. You're then invited based off of your application. You have to have like letters of ref, you know, recommendation yeah. and all of that. And then based off of your application, they'll invite you for an interview, and that's when they want to look at your portfolio. Mm. There used to be a test. Oh wow! Yeah, there used to be like a a, a makeup test. Wow. Yeah, I, I was wish like, every union was like that. I was no, I was like, <laughs> I want to take the test. Yeah, let's do it. It's like there's a bald cap test. You have to get the bald cap on in a certain amount of time. Oh my god. Yeah. That's amazing. They really don't do it anymore. I wish they did. That would have been fun. Yeah. It's just like an it's such a long day to have to to sit to sit around and like do the makeup and then be judged and like I don't yeah. Know. And it's all volunteers. Like it's the people who do that are all union members who volunteer their time to come in to the interview and to go through the paperwork. Yeah. So, w is that? Mm, I don't know what that question was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. question like half formed and then was like, okay. no, never all mind. I have to We're say going is away. Is being in a union is great. <laughs> yeah, especially for artists, unions mm -hmm. are are very. I feel important. very protected. And, and like my future is going to be, you know, very, I'll be taken care of no matter mm -hmm. what, you know, I've got a pen, like I'm working towards getting invested in my pension. That's awesome. Right. Who doesn't want that? Right? There's no pensions anymore. No, no. one gets pensions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then what was in that same idea of like doing tests and being judged and things, mm -hmm. what was it like getting onto face off? and being in that show and in that environment. I mean, oh, so Face Off was crazy. Um, it was nerve wracking. I was always nervous. Mm -hmm. The only time I was having fun was like when I was with everyone else and the clock wasn't ticking. Yeah. Um, but it's like once we were there and the clock was ticking, I was just, I was, I was so nervous all the time. I mean, I had a great time too doing it. The worst days for me were the, were the judging days where we got judged. Mm. Like all the time we spent in the, in the, the studio making the stuff, like that was all fun. Yeah. Nerve wracking, but fun. Yeah. Um, but the stage days were just complete terror. Mm. I was, it was always, I'm, I'm terrified. Why is that? Cause you never know, you didn't know what they were going to say to you. Like that's true. You yeah. never knew, like, are they going to tear me a new one? Like, are they going to love it? Are they going to hate it? Like mm -hmm. sometimes I'd be like, I think Neville will hate this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And I did, I did, I called it, but I was safe that time. So no one got to hear what he had to say. Uh, one of my favorite things watching that show is whenever a contestant says something about like, this is a really bad idea. I shouldn't be taking this risk. I just, I just shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. It's always, every time, they're the, always just like, that was so brilliant. The, the problem <laughs> is, is that like coming up with a concept with no time at all is yeah. so difficult, especially when the pressure is on. Oh, yeah. Is so difficult because I feel like I can't think mm -hmm. when the pressure is on. I'm just like, uh, my mind suddenly just goes blank and I'm like, shit, why can't I think? Yeah. Man. <laughs> and that was the most difficult part was just trying to conceptualize anything mm -hmm. and you and I think what worked for some people is that they didn't try to think up something new they just did what they might have done before yeah they're like oh you know what 
I did something like this before. I'm just going to do this again, but I'm going to tweak it in the ways that I wish I had before. Yeah. And that stuff works for them. But I'm like, a lot of the stuff, I've never done anything like that before. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what were what were some of your proje- favorite projects that you did during that time? I mean, anything where I was on top. <laughs> like, all the things I did where I came out on top were my favorite. Um I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that the the one that I won with the alien challenge, mm-hmm. I was completely shocked. I was like, really? I'm still shocked. I'm like, <laughs> mine was better than everyone else's. I don't I don't see it. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. still like I look at it. I'm like, I don't know, man, because I was looking at a couple of other people's aliens and I was like, oh, their alien is so cool. I really like what they're al- like. Yeah. Their aliens really cool looking. Mine's not that cool. So it was, I'm still, uh, I'll never understand. Um, <laughs> Just how those things work out. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, and then there was, you know, Sasha and I did the this tree creature, which I thought looked really cool, even with the hands. I, I look at the pictures now, and I'm like, I don't, like, yeah, they were a little, like, they were big hands, but whatever. He looked cool. Yeah. With or without those hands. Yeah. I guess they, you know, they have to find things to pick on you for. Mm-hmm. Well, especially in a competition like that where everyone comes into it with a really good skill set and everyone is roughly on the same level. Yeah. Like, you I'm really not, have to be picky. I had, like, Sasha made so many different hands or tried to make so many different <laughs> hands for that that I just fe- I felt so bad in the end that I was like, I was like, maybe we shouldn't have those hands. <laughs> I, like, I talked to her that night and I was like, Maybe, like, what if we got rid of those hands? And she was like, no, it's part of his backstory. We need the yeah. hands. And I was like, well, maybe, what if he just had one hand instead of two? And she was like, I felt so bad because she worked so hard on them. I felt so bad, like, suggesting that we do away with them completely. Yeah. I was like, okay, fine, we'll keep the hands. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you sold me. She's such a sweetheart, you know? Like, I was, <laughs> whatever. Did you ever get a chance to sit down with any of the judges where they when they weren't judging you, or do they um, keep them pretty separate? They yeah, we're not allowed to fraternize while we're on the show That's with fair. the judges, which is like Lois didn't know that coming in to like fill in for V. Oh no! So she had no idea, and the f- like one of the first days she was there, she came up and started chatting with us, and we were like asking us if we were going to go to Monster Palooza. <laughs> and we were like, no, we're stuck here. Yeah. Like, we're quarantined. We're not allowed yeah. to do anything. Yeah. And she was like, no. And I mean, we were like, no, we're, we can't. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, that would be amazing if we could go, but totally not happening. And she would like come in with like little pies that she made. Not for us. Oh, wow. For the other judges. <laughs> it was so cute. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that date, they told her, no, no, you can't talk to them. Which like, I mean... I can see the virtues on both sides of that, but and there was, there was one day. Um, oh shit, I'm having a brain fart on names, which I shouldn't. Greg Canham. There was one day we're all sitting outside, like on a break or eating our lunch or whatever, mm-hmm. and Greg Canham comes out, and I, for whatever he was wearing these pants that look like chef pants, and like <laughs> of this big white shirt. So I thought he was with catering because oh, I, we no. were like all eating and stuff. <laughs> I didn't even look at his face. Like I, I had no idea. I'm such, I'm so naive. And he starts asking us, like, "Hey guys, 
how are you all doing? How's everything going? Because it was his shop that we were mm-hmm. working out of. He rented it to face off. And then the other, like the back end of the shop, you never saw was oh, where he did all his other it. stuff. And he came out and he started talking to us. And it took me a while to realize who it was that was speaking mm-hmm. to us. Because he was like, if you guys have any questions, you know, I'm happy to I'm happy to answer any questions. And it wasn't until <laughs> George started asking him about Dracula that I was like, oh, my fucking God, you're an idiot. <laughs> How so could you not, words. like, recognize him? <laughs> I mean, what is your problem? Yeah, no, he's he's done, like, one of some of my favorite makeups ever. So I just felt, I know, I felt like an idiot not knowing who he is. But I'm really, I'm a gullible person. I will tell yeah. you this. Oh, yeah. I'm very gullible. I, know I fall for shit all the time. I can't help it. When... I, in, when you're in the, the workshop and you're first starting working and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and they they always come and do a walkthrough, mm-hmm. how much time do you actually get? Because it In the walkthrough? Yeah. Well, so we're all it working. It seems like they give like 30 seconds of time, but I would... Well, like we, we're, <coughs> we know that the walkthrough is going to happen that day, yeah. and we're just like kind of waiting for it to happen, but we're all working, mm-hmm. and you know it's about to happen because the cameras will all go scramble the setup yeah somewhere else and you're like oh oh the walkthrough is about to begin yeah and then um they don't spend that much time with you honestly hmm. like they come in what are you working on what is your concept here's some ideas and and then they go on to the next person yeah um so i, I think yeah basically what you see on like on air is probably about as much time as they give us even though they won't wow. show you everybody's yeah. walkthrough maybe they'll cut it down in time mm-hmm. but i don't i don't recall getting very much time at all wow it was very quick yeah <laughs> did you did you find um i mean with reality shows and competition shows being so rampant right now in a lot of different communities mm-hmm. being a drag queen obviously we yeah. have several of Ooh, them now yes and I love them. So many of them. <laughs> I'm having trouble keeping up. Um, did you find that that was a career booster? Did you find that it was something that gave you a lot of networking opportunities? Or was it just something that you ended up doing for fun? I found It did help me get some jobs because people were just like, oh, she was on Face Off. Cool. Let me hire you for this. Mm-hmm. Um, other people were like, oh, Face Off. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, there's there are people in the makeup community that like would turn their nose up to the show, and I don't think it had anything to do with the show itself. I think it had to do a lot with some of the people in the beginning and the way that they behaved when they came back from doing mm, the show. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I, I, I don't know. It's not my personality. Yeah. Like I'm still embarrassed when people recognize me. I'm like, oh no. No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it was such a long time ago for me, you know, like, even yeah, though it fair. might not seem that way when it airs, but it, it yeah. feels like such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It was like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would think, I mean, to, to someone outside of that community, it's mm-hmm. a very like, it seems like this huge deal because it is a huge deal because mm-hmm. of who the judges are and who put it together and yeah, who's and on I'm that like, show. My mom, of course, thinks it's a huge deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, But I don't really tell people like 
I don't really tell people that I work with. Like, it, it's really funny. My makeup department head for West Side Story, Judy Chin, she just found I've worked with her on a couple of other films, mm-hmm. and she just found out on West Side Story. I don't know who leaked it. <laughs> to her that I did the show and she was like I'm gonna watch your episodes <laughs> I was like okay yeah I went back and was re-watching I was some like, episodes okay, I can tell you which one's to skip cause I'm yeah. embarrassed <laughs> don't watch those I don't want you to see what yeah. I did and she was like why don't you want me to watch I was like because when you fail on that show you fail hard yeah it's like yeah. you know when you're mediocre man it's mediocre yeah I mean especially with the the products that you're working with on that show there's a huge mm-hmm. margin for error i if the thing is is that like you'll i i still screw stuff up yeah. when i'm when i'm making things but at least i have like i don't have the time crunch on my yeah. back sometimes i have a time crunch but i don't have a face-off time crunch on yeah. my back. i don't have 24 hours to make something like yeah i at least have you know a week Mm-hmm. So if I screw up, I can go back and do it again. Yeah. I, like, you know, I'm not the best mold maker in the world. So if mm-hmm. you screw up a mold, you've probably just screwed up everything. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll be the first to admit, I've cracked my fair share of molds since Face Off. <laughs> I mean, it seems kind of inevitable. Yeah, I got the <laughs> one good pull I needed. And then, mm-hmm. like, I tried to make more. And then I just end up breaking the mold. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely gotten better. I've definitely gotten better. What's your What's your favorite um, medium to work with in terms of making prosthetics and such? I'm. The thing is, is that silicone has become like the, s- the industry standard for mm-hmm. a lot of things, um, and foam latex used to be, and it's not so much. And it depends on the ca- like. It yeah. depends on the project. Um, like I have over here, I got some silicone pregnant bellies that I have to repair (laughs) for this TV show and I have to make some silicone neck pieces because Mm -hmm. like foam latex just won't cut it. Yeah. It's it's very project specific. Yeah. Especially with HD Mm -hmm. nowadays, foam latex doesn't quite look as realistic anymore. Not at all. And like, especially like I'm working on this TV show, New Amsterdam and it's a hospital Mm, show. So everything's got to look realistic yeah and silicone is pretty much the most realistic thing that mm-hmm. you know imitates skin really well yeah do you find that you use more silicone than say like gelatin molds and things like that uh, i don't really use gelatin gelatin's good for like i want to do a test piece before mm. i waste this silicone yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna pour it up in gelatin first to make sure that it, it looks and behaves the way i want it to um but like on camera for on camera use, not at all. Like the the lights are too hot, the actor's yeah. skin's too hot, the stuff will start to melt. It doesn't paint up the same way. Yeah. It's not as soft as silicone can be. Interesting. Um I remember when watching the extras for like Lord of the Rings, they were like all of the elf ears were made out of gelatin and they had to replace them every like hour or so. And it's just like, oh my god. That's crazy. I would never. How could you That's crazy. <laughs> uh, Although thinking about it, that was back. I mean, it's when was that? Like two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, gelatin has like the same translucency as silicone, and it looks, yeah. and it can look like, you know, skin, mm-hmm. but <laughs> wearability-wise, yeah, it do, it's not as practical. Like silicone's not going to melt under yeah. hot temperatures. 
it's it's gonna stay exactly how it is. I mean it. It's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty durable product. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, for say, <coughs> if there's someone listening who's interested in starting special effects makeup, and mm-hmm. I'm absolutely not talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> how would one get started doing that kind of thing? Well, that's the thing that that goes back to how how much time do you have? <laughs> how much free time do you have, right? Yeah. Can you quit your job? Can you go to school? Yeah. Do you want to, like, teach yourself how to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to be said for self-taught artists, and I have so much respect for the artists that are self-taught because mm-hmm. that takes a lot of time and energy and money. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, to teach yourself how to do all these things. And, like, you can go to school. You can only learn so much. You can only so much you can teach a person. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, everything completely. else is like, okay, now you have to do it 50 times yeah. in order to get be good at it. I can tell you, I like, could show you how to do it, and then you go off and do it. Doesn't mean you're gonna be good at it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's 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 what you know, whatever you have preference for. I wouldn't s- just because you went to school doesn't mean you're gonna come out a brilliant makeup artist. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's a lot of a lot of misconceptions as people, especially as someone who comes from that that mm-hmm. world, that ap- academic world. A lot of people think, oh, I'm going to go to school, pick something, and I'm going to work in that area and be great at it immediately out of school. And it's no, not that at no. all. No, you know, I've, I've <laughs> always been told you need to do this at least 50 times mm-hmm. before you get good at it. Yeah. Well, like how many to, so how, I don't even think I've applied 50, no, I probably have, 50 <laughs> bald caps, <laughs> you know? And I, don't, I, I still think I'm okay at it. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm my worst critic. That is the other thing about. Mm. I was told when I was in theater, you know, once you are comfortable with the work that you've done, you're probably finished as an actor. Like once yeah. you're okay with it, yeah. you think, oh, that's good enough. Yeah. I was just having a talk with one of my friends from high school recently about the good enough mentality. Mm. So if you have the good enough mentality, you're not going to be good at it. You're yeah. not going to be great at it. If you are like, that's good enough. They'll never know. Yep. Well, you're never gonna get better. Yeah, completely. Whereas, like, I'm always striving for perfection. Yeah. Which, is the artist's worst enemy and yeah. best friend. Yeah. Yeah, like that's how you get good work, though. That's how you produce great work. Is you're mm-hmm. always trying to make it better. There's a there's a point though where you have to stop. Yeah. Like you have a deadline, you have to stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what I've produced for this deadline. Am I happy with it? I'll never be happy. Mm-hmm. Is it good enough? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's always that question of who's the audience. Is it other people in this, in this industry? Or yeah. is it the people just enjoying the industry? Because that's going to be a different standard. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, and I'm always looking to my department heads like, is it good enough for you? Because mm-hmm. if it's good enough for you, like, you're, this is acceptable. This is fine. We can work with this. Yeah. Okay, great. I want it to be great. I want it to be the best thing you've ever seen. Yeah, Absolutely. It's hard getting there. <laughs> it is. It is. But, you know, I can, I, st- I still strive for that perfection no matter what. Yeah. Um, where, where can people find you? What can, where can people see your work? What are, um, so I don't really do Facebook these days, although I have a presence and I make my Instagram copy to it. So if you really 
just like don't get Instagram. (laughs) You can find all of my Instagram posts copied to Facebook. (laughs) Um, I I post a lot on Instagram. Um, It's oh shit. It's Stella Sensel underscore effects. Okay. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you know Facebook Stella Sensel and. I don't really tweet, so don't look for me there. I, I don't understand Twitter. I, you know, I'll never understand Twitter. It's it's the like, way to scream into the void. I just don't get it. Like <laughs> when it first came out, and I started like following my friends on Twitter, and I was like, I don't really care what you're doing every five mm-hmm. minutes. Like, why yep. are we tweeting this? So, yeah. and it's totally become a different thing. But I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I don't really get. It. I just started getting into podcasts podcasts are the best <laughs> well, i listen to them when i drive I'm a little biased but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, li- I definitely listen to them when i'm driving especially when i have long drives mm-hmm. um but the new audiobooks that, yeah yeah i just uh so i'm looking for some good podcast suggestions Ooh, i will give you some okay good off the air good i follow many a good one good good i think <laughs> <laughs> um I think that's the only places you can find me. I have a website too, but it's uh, Instagram is the most current thing. Okay. I don't have time to update my website all the time. Yeah, I know how that goes. But if you want to see like all the pictures of the stuff that I've ever done, it's probably on my website. Okay. Just not anything recent. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. And then um, look for your work in West Side Story coming out soon. Right. Look look for all the background because I did most of the background. Um, And then... It was a, a few days where I got to work on some principles, but they were, you know, the the jets or the sharks. Mm-hmm. I don't know which ones. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. For being willing to, to sit down with us today. Yeah, no problem. Um, feel free to follow Stella on everything she just mentioned. You can find us on Instagram at yabutpodcast. Yeah, um, and you can find me at Vivian Gabor NYC. We will talk to you all later and have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, but. 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 Thank you for listening to Yeah But with Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week, same place, same time.